0: If you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the show. show.
2: Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And we have a friend of the podcast returning today, Kilkenny Tremblay, who is a teacher, guide, ritualist, astrologer, and host of the Modern Mystic podcast. Welcome back, Kilkenny. It's so wonderful to be here always with you goddesses. It's, you too. We love having you here. Love Yeah, it. last time you were here, you made quite an impact because... Um, you were, t- you, you introduce everyone to the concept of a moon bowl. Next yes. thing you know, everybody's putting all their resources into, to getting a moon it bowl.
1: <laughs> Cause it's all about the moon. And when one yeah. anchors into the, the teachings and rhythms of the moon, it changes One's life. It changes everything.
2: <laughs> it does. and I always, oh God, I always get really off with my rhythms of the moon. i've I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I have not been on my meditation game. I have not been on my moon game. Amby, I feel like you've been more on your like moon ritual game than me lately. You know what?
0: I have been actually Heather, my friend Heather, fan of the podcast. Um, she's gone to our retreats and stuff. Um, She came over and we did a moon ceremony and we made um, protection jars and abundance jars. Um, We did a little spell work. It was really nice. I charged my crystals. It was nice.
1: Huge. I love that. I think I saw that you had done something
0: with your child, one of your kids. Yeah. One of my kids wanted to participate. And so I was like, let's bring out all of the woo-woo stuff. And it turns out I have quite a bit, which makes sense.
2: (laughs) a spot does make sense. It's a good time.
0: Well, it's so beautiful. I think to do things like that
1: with your kids. I know I, I, you know, this is an integral part of my life and in my family and with my kids having done it forever to them, it's not even woo. -woo. like, it's just like, Oh, the new moon, the full moon. And it's such a beautiful thing. You know, when we teach the young people how to do this, because then they're just fluent in it, like with Mm -hmm. all our mysticism and hacks and stuff. And it's so beautiful. And then it can keep us in practice too. Will so we true. offer these to
0: others, you know, even even uh, our loved ones. I, I think a lot of the times that we, um, I don't want to say neglect, but that's the only word that's coming up um, or really like take for granted the fact that like we have community because I just met someone in a coffee shop and she's like, Oh, I like your tattoos. You know, I'm an astrologer. And I was like, I know what that means. And so I said, (laughs) I said, well, I'm a psychic medium. And she's like, Oh my gosh, me too. And so we started talking and she's like, I don't have community in this area. And so Um, she was just telling me about how she doesn't feel like she can relate to people a lot because she feels like she has to hide that aspect of her. So it's nice to not only share it with younger people, but also like have that community where you are safe and you can talk about this sort of thing with other people. So
1: it it is. And that's why I love your podcast and your community so much. And I love being a part of it because you really offer that because you know, there's so many people all over the world and Absolutely. even with my own podcast that, you know, that is what the blessing of this modern age is offering them, you know, the community that they're missing. So it's so, so important. You're so right. Mm,
2: totally. And you've done such a good job, I feel like Kilkenny, with your podcast, mm-hmm. reading that as well. You just to just to give everyone a little um a little behind the scenes info it's so funny because so my chiropractor is married to Kilkenny. and that's actually how we originally connected because when i first went in to see him he was like oh so what do you do and i was like, oh, I do spiritual stuff. He's like, spiritual stuff? Like, what? <laughs> I told him about the podcast. He's like, oh, my wife has a podcast. So we linked up, and you came on the show, and then now you guys have this really cool – like, you have a really cool podcast studio in the office and your yoga studio and events events room, and um, it's really cool because now every time I go to my chiropractor, I get to see you, and we get to talk and catch up, and um, you've just been – it. I know that in your life so much has happened in a way since you were last on the podcast. So, would love if you if you feel inspired to just share a little bit about what's been going on with you and any updates um in your world and maybe quickly reintroduce yourself to this community cuz it's we have a lot of new been people in here. Yeah. yeah, it's been a
0: while. Yeah,
1: it really has been. And we've all been through so much, right? It's been yeah. this like explosion and petri dish and you know, chrysalis phase, is how I like to say it. Um, And I don't think there's a person on this planet, and certainly not in our spheres who haven't been through that. So thank you for asking. And I just really honor all of us, every one of us, and every person who's listening and part of your community. Because, you know, in some sense, even sharing what I've been through, it's like, you know. Everyone has their own, you know, Netflix series of what they've been through. <laughs> and I feel like I'm still like in the the sticky chrysalis phase. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still feel like, you know, I'm I'm my wings are wet and I'm, yeah. you know, yeah. all the directions and but it feels really good and hard. You know, right. and the whole idea that hard isn't wrong, hard is just hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I've really been sitting with that a lot and Yeah, like with my work, it's the feminine. It's the not trying to do all the things. It's that deep, deep listening and deep, deep pausing and then doing all the fucking things. You know, it's like (laughs) because we're women. So, like, a lot of times I hear this and it's so beautiful like, this reclamation of the feminine and the reclamation of, you know, listening and pausing and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And yet I feel like there's like a little bit of a shadow, even in the collective women where like, I'll read on social. It's like, Oh, well just like, like recently, you know, someone saying like, Oh, well just, I paused for my, you know, and I decided for two days to not do anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what woman re- Like, did you really do that? Like, what well, do you have no people in your life and people to take care of and all these things, you know? Yeah. So I've been really like enjoying and it's been hard and all the things trying to integrate the divine feminine of the small pockets Mm-hmm. Like the authentic five seconds, the authentic carving out the two minutes, you know, and really trying to assimilate the deep listening in the smaller pockets to, you know, hear what I meant to do, how I meant to serve and all those things like that. So mm-hmm. I've really been trying to practice that. And what's come up for me personally, just since you asked, is I've really gotten into um, offering more of the psychic readings, the astrology, you know, I read an article during the quarantine, like, Oh, like the things that people are being asked to do should be like your hobbies. And I'm like a mom of three. And I'm, you know, really committed to my meditation. I'm a meditation teacher, a yoga teacher by trade for almost 20 years. I've got a community and like, that is very much, and always been my work. And I've been doing that since I was five years old. And so when I read that article, what popped up for me is, oh, well, what I love, the astrology. You know, that's always like what I was like talking about my yoga classes and a little bit on the side with my clients, but never like my main squeeze thing. You know, it was always like my fun plaything. And so a lot of the quarantine, I was like resisting that. Like people kept asking me about their tarts. And even on the podcast, you know, I had astrology guests and I'd be so thrilled. And, you know, I integrate that more and more. Um, and, you know, just see how life changing is. And it's such a touchstone for me, because yeah. it's literally your soul's blueprint. And it's available to you, the cosmic weather at any given moment. But to offer that I almost felt like it was like, it was like my little sweet plaything that was untainted by demands, you know, mm-hmm. and anything that was it's like, you know, the the beginning of the romance that you don't want that like, the, the real life to set in, but of course it always does, you know, kind of thing? yeah, but then, um, but finally, I was like, you know what? like this is such a passion, and people are yearning for it so much. And I was seeing so much transformation. So I basically like got my f- official like, you're an astrologer, you know, certification, and <laughs> so I'm doing that and now it, like it's exploding. like people it's it's serving so many people, and um, it's so wonderful. so I'm so happy. and and I feel like it's really a powerful map for women, particularly. Yes right? Because, yeah. you know, women and the moon cycle, like we were talking about to the full circle, it are so much a part of the moon cycle, like our whole bio, you know, rhythms are indoor connected to that. So I feel like for women, it's particularly this incredible, you know, soul map architecture blueprint
0: that we have available to us. Mm, absolutely. I think that's so beautiful. And you are so gifted when it comes to astrology. It's something that just comes so naturally for you. I think every time you and I connect, and like, what does my chart look like right now? <laughs> like every, every time. And because um, there are some people that are really gifted in astrology, but they explain it in such a way that it kind of doesn't make sense. And it feels a little far, like um, hard to understand or hard to comprehend. But the way that you explain it, it's more grounding and it's more, here's how you put it into practice. And I really, I I feel like your whole brand, your whole image is really how you put everything into practice, just like the moon bowls, everything that you do. So I just wanted to give you kudos to that.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate you seeing that. I'm a tantric yogi, like from the tantric lineage. And so really my whole passion in life is to make things practical so people actually live and know how to embody things. So thank you for
2: mm, saying that. That's so cool. Like, I just realized that, yeah, your whole thing is about embodying, like embodying the mysticism, embodying, we we titled this episode Embodying Astrology. Yes. Um <laughs> And yeah, I wanted to speak to your astrology work as well, because one of the recent times I was in (laughs) uh, for my chiropractic care, uh, we start talking and you're like, I'm just curious, like where these things are in your chart? So we pull it up, not an official reading, but you were like actually just giving me like it wasn't even an official reading. And I was like, I've had my chart read many times and I haven't heard any of this, like the, the things that you were diving into were so um, affirming for me and validating for me. And I think that so much of the time as well, like we as humans, we constantly compare ourselves to each other and to kind of what the masses are doing or what we're, quote, supposed to be doing. And I think one of the benefits of your personal astrology and really diving into that and getting someone who can really help translate your chart for you is – understanding the uniqueness of your path and like why it's okay for you to maybe go a different way in a certain area Mm -hmm. than you see everyone else going, you know? And I think for so many people, that can be like a very torturous thing if you don't understand it because everything in you is telling you, no, 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 not that way. But everyone outside of you is like, what are you doing? You got to come this way, you know?
1: Totally. I get that feedback so often. And I know for myself, it's so affirming. It's just mm-hmm. so affirming, you know. Like you just you, you'll you'll find out things about your chart or you know, I offer things, and we can you know even go through some tidbits now so people can learn about yeah. themselves and even the world. But it's like ah, this is why I am who I am, and this mm-hmm. is what I am do you know here to offer my unique Rx to the world. That's like you nailed it, Alexis. Not. Mm-hmm to offer it in any way other than exactly how I am meant to offer it. And it's just like empowering and affirming, you know, and when I look at people's charts, you know, I can even look backwards at dates. Like I looked at something when I was one and a half recently that I found out about and I was like, Oh my God, because, of the way the planets were positioned. It creates a certain energy. So mm. it's like there's a certain stage that's happening. You know, like we go yeah. to the the drugstore and there's a there's a scene, you know, there's a stage yeah. that we walk into. Or yeah. And it's the same thing. And so you can look at your chart and look at you know the different scenery, so to speak. And it's just fascinating. It's endless. I love,
0: love that. Someone yeah. I saw on TikTok, someone explained astrology. They said how I like to mansplain astrology to men is <laughs> no hate to men. But it was funny. Um is It's not telling you um, what is exactly going to happen. It's telling you based on these things, it's very likely that this will happen like the weather report. So there's lots of data that we've collected and it looks like it's going to rain tomorrow. Could that change? Sure. But it's very likely that it will rain
1: exactly that's a thank you whoever said that yay like I call it the cosmic weather and like the the, the truth is like I'm a person like when it when I know it's going to rain and I'm not going to be like on a podcast interview like I actually won't bring an umbrella so I like to get it and so I know oh that's okay and like my pat like I have you know family that used to yell at me like you got to stay covered and then I you know became a freaking adult and i realized no to me getting soaked and i take my kids out in the rain when they were little we did de- right because that's my unique medicine some people yeah. literally get chills and they'd get sick you know so mm-hmm. it's like that's the thing you learn the weather you learn your internal soul makeup and uh-huh. what brings you into the most joy and alignment and passion and then where our wounds are because it talks about all the hardship it's you know like to go into astrology gives you a map of your psyche i call it like your spiritual psyche and so you learn all of the work and then all of the possibility and then you have free will and it's like Mm. do you want to do it i i i've read charts of people you know and i think you know i can tell like they're having a really hard time stepping into their life and their, their work there was, you know, they're, they're not doing that. And then there's great suffering, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the more we align with our chart, the more we grow, the less we suffer. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah. I actually remember when you were in that reading or that, that mini reading, I was just talking about, um, you said to me something like, <laughs> it was really interesting. Cause again, I've never heard this. You were like, Okay, and what I'm seeing is, like, later in your life, like, you're going – basically, you'll have the option to, like, take this aspect to the next level if you want to, if you want, like, extra credit here. Like, you could take this and, like, supercharge it, but that's going to be a decision that, like, you you make at the time. And I was just like, it's so interesting. I don't know, yeah. just the – and I think that is the the issue that a lot of people who are naysayers or whatever or skeptics have with astrology, is they think, oh well, it's ridiculous that something could just tell me everything that's ever gonna happen. Just like you were saying, Amby, like the the that is what a lot of people think, but that's not what it is. It's not that it's telling you everything that's ever gonna happen and it's set in stone. You do have free will. It's telling you the blueprint, it's telling you like what kind of the general trajectory plan was. And it's giving you that map so that if you I never even thought about it like this, but it's kind of giving you that map so that if you get lost, like you're saying, Kilkenny, where you see people that are just kind of like off the track and are suffering a lot. If you get lost, you can come back to it and be like, oh, this feels like what this I understand this, like I resonate with this. This is kind of the general trajectory.
1: That's so so gorgeous. I thank you for sharing. And I love how you said it, because it really is so much about free will. And and should I give an example, like to, kind yeah, of, to illustrate do. that in like an embodied yes. real life way? <laughs> yes. So like, for example, just saying Ambrosia, because oh, after I, 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 when Ambrosia and I met this lifetime, um, you know, we <laughs> had a session together and then, I don't know if I had been on your podcast, you had been on mine, but we had a session, I had a session with you. And it was my session. And at mm-hmm. the end of the session, I was like, you're, you're an Aries moon, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I am an Aries moon. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, you know. Yeah, At the time, I was like, I think so. Yeah, you I didn't don't know the time. And I was like,
1: yeah. no, you are an Aries moon. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I definitely get, you know, psychic downloads too, which helps yeah. with the astrology readings for sure. But I'm an Aries moon. Today is an Aries moon. There's all this stuff happening in the sky right now with Mercury. Like Mercury is basically opposite the sun. So where the position of the sun and where the position of all the planets has an effect. Mm. The reason is, is because each planet is an aspect of you, just like. You have a sad part of you, you have Mm -hmm. a fearful part of you, you have a joyful part of you, you Mm -hmm. have, you know, and fill in the blank of the feels and the aspects. So if you think of each planet like an aspect of yourself, like maybe they're sitting in a boardroom and you've got, you know, Venus and that's, you know, what you value, what you love, what, you know, you're attracted to. Then you've got Mars, your libido, what turns you on, your drive, your ambition, right? So there's, each planet is like an aspect of your personality and they're all sitting together. OK, well, as we all know, whether we're sitting around the table with like, say, let's, let's use our family of Arjun because that's very charged for people <laughs> or a boardroom at work with all your coworkers, Right. If the positions of the people around the table shift, the whole the, there's a shift in the, the room. If you're yeah. sitting next to someone who triggers you and makes you nuts, it's very different <laughs> than if they're sitting. Right. Yeah. So there's these positions that the planets are constantly moving you know, that they're in. So there's different energies, if you will. So right now, like I knew I offered you all dates and we went back and forth scheduling, but the dates I offered you, I knew that they were great dates for Mercury, which is the planet of communication. Oh, and so right now the sun and Mercury are um, across from each other. So the sun is like shining on Mercury, which is the way that we communicate and the way that we think. Okay. So it's also an Aries moon. And I knew I would be seeing Ambrosia, So I was like, Oh, that date's perfect. You know, cause <laughs> I knew that, that, that buyer, because right now, like what's the weather? Well, it's oh, not my. just for Ambrosia and I though she and I might be extra ramped up and feeling extra like feels because yeah. we have Aries moon and the moon is in the sign of Aries, which means that the moon is moving over the constellation of Aries. That's what mm. that means. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people, I feel like don't even know that. Like, what does that mean? Literally? Like, yeah. When, if your Saturn is in Libra, it means at the moment of your birth, Saturn was passing over the constellation of Libra.
2: Mm. So
1: that creates an energy. And so right now, there's a fiery energy in the sky because Aries is fire. There's Aries is initiatory. Aries is passionate. They're leaders. They start things. So it's a great time to start conversations to exercise your body. If you're an Aries moon... The number one medicine and reparenting, because when you know your moon sign, you know how to reparent yourself. And it's Mm. so helpful, particularly, I mean, it's helpful for everyone because we all have to reparent ourselves, of course, as spiritual conscious beings. But like for Aries moon people, the way that we reparent ourselves is through moving our bodies. When we get pissy, when we get angry, that's often a time because Aries moons do that we want to connect with other people and we try to connect by kind of like being irate and pissy or being passionate and like ah! you know have a party <laughs> kind of vibe yeah and so we have we have to learn to move our chi there's a ton of chi in aries so that's how we can repair ourselves emotionally because our moons are our emotions so when you know what's happening with your moon sign The moon, right, disappears at night sometimes and the new moon shines, but it vacillates. And that's why it's connected to the divine feminine because our moon cycles and our fluctuating energies, which is our empowerment and our throne and our goddessness. Mm -hmm. So when we know our moon sign, it can really help us become empowered You know, females if we identify as female in the world or that aspect of ourselves if we don't, of the divine feminine, which is in all of us. And then we can learn how to reparent and process our emotions because the moon is our internal energy Mm. the sun sign which everyone you know most people i should say know about themselves right that's our ego that's our personality that's how you know we shine yeah and so that's a different energy so so many people like i'm like like i'll have people all the time come to me and they feel almost guilty because they think oh my god like i'm a libra but I act like such a bitch and so sweet and nice. And secretly I hate everyone. I just want to like, you know, be at home a lot. And I feel so sensitive. So I act bitchy and I'm like, oh, you're a cancer moon. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So it's so much a blending about knowing like, okay, who are all the members at the table? Yeah. And then integrating all of them. And then from that energy, like Alexis, you said, then I make a choice. What's mm-hmm. my choice in this mm-hmm. moment
0: with all that energy? Mm. Alexa, aren't you like a double Taurus?
2: Yeah, I'm a, do- I'm a Taurus, sun and moon. Ashley Kilkenny was telling me something about this last time when I was in the... Do you want to exp- like, share what that means? It- of course. Ta- and tell me
1: again, because I, I speak to people all day long about know. this. So which ones... You're. I know you're double Taurus, but which one? You're sun Taurus moon. Sun. Taurus, moon, right? And then what was your rising? Aquarius. Aquarius, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: But you were telling me that like, um, well, I think what you were saying was about how like this is, I I actually didn't realize, I guess when people are double like sun and moon, that that's rare. Is that right? Because like. It seems rare. Well, and
1: yeah, what it is, is that double sun moon. That's going to mean that a lot of new moon people are that because on the new moon,
2: I was born on a new
1: moon. Yeah. So I knew that just by knowing that. And I didn't even have to look that up in your chart or see, you know, look on anything. Some people, you know, look it up, which is a great way to do it. But I just know from reading so many charts. So when the sun and moon, when it's a new moon, because I feel like a lot of people, especially in your communities, will know like new moon, full moon. But then all the time I explain this to women and priestesses and witches. And they like the actual, again, concrete what's happening, they don't realize. And it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you don't know, it's, it's, good to know what's happening physically in this manifest world. So the sun and the moon are next to each other when it's a new moon. And so that's why it's dark because there's nothing reflecting
0: mm. so the
1: sun and the moon sit next to each other. So if you know your moon and sun are literally next to each other, you're born like an exact new moon. And so you're here to birth things in this mm. lifetime. You're here to, you know, the new moon. What do we do? We set intention, you yeah. Know, right? Yeah so there's that quality so your sun and your moon will be the same and if that's the case there's a beautiful thing because the moon is your internal body what we can't see on the inside the sun is your ego and your personality and your how you're meant to shine and so when those are the same sign they're not there's no vying you know when we have the same energy the gift is there's a unification mm-hmm. and there's less tension if you will Mm-hmm. Like in my chart, I have nothing like that. I have tons of oppositions and, and that creates another right. wonderful energy. And sometimes mm-hmm. people get freaked out because they see red lines in their chart and they hear about oppositions and I feel like squares and they get a bad rap and that there's nothing, <laughs> you know, in my mind, it is, it's literally all like, like um says, it's all grist for the mill and it's all a gift. It's just knowing, you know, part of the destiny of your and potentiality, really what's possible for you, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll have people come to say to me, should I quit my job? And it's like, well, that you have to source that from within. But yeah. I can tell you what you do for work. And then some, you know, it's one chart, it might be, oh, okay, well maybe, you know, the way that you're interacting with people could be fine tuned. Cause it seems like that work is pretty in alignment with what your chart is saying. Or maybe, you know, we can figure out how to get you like a lateral move or something. Yeah. Same, same situation, different person. It might be like, I, you know, I have the soul calling to do something else and I want to leave and quit and do something tied to the client recently. Totally alternative and I want to start a big thing, but I don't think, you know, I'm so scared. And her chart was totally like in the realm of like, she's not meant to be a business person. Right. What she was doing. And she was all caught in the minutia and her chart didn't really support that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then the rising, I have an episode coming out next week on rising sign because that's so important. So like I, like the second I saw, your chart got us. I was like, oh, Aquarius rising. Of course he's Aquarius rising because the rising sign is your soul. And I'm really into rising. I feel like rising signs don't get nearly the airtime. That's why I'm releasing an episode on them too. I have one on the sun and I have one on the moon, but the rising is your soul. It's like literally the, the, the quality and yearning of your soul and what your soul's energy is yearning for so when we feel lost in life you know when i feel lost i always think about my rising sign so like my rising sign is pisces which is the sign of the mystic so for me whenever i feel lost down depressed it's always about remembering to do my practices to go inward because pisces is about like going in and then like going out and offering the gifts of mysticism and words to the masses. You know, you are, you know, Aquarius, Aquarians are dreaming. They, they already, they don't dream of the future. They've come in having had that dream and they're all just <laughs> turning towards all of us and yanking us and pulling us all into the future. And they're oh, all about so community hard. Yeah, and all about networking and journalism and marketing and talking and you know, they're thought leaders. So that's, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, your soul.
2: That's funny because I've always, and I'm 100%. really excited to hear you describe ambrosias because as soon as you say <laughs> I've, I've actually never heard it put that way. I've never heard it put that you're rising as your soul. I've always heard, oh, you're rising is how other people see you.
0: Yeah.
1: That's how I've heard it too. Yeah. And I, you know, and then like I said, like, you know, I didn't like I've been, I was so blessed. You know, I talked about this a little on the last episode. I forget which episode was that. Do you know what number that was? Maybe we can get it for Google, I'll, I'll look it people. People might be interested in that one. Yeah. But like I, the, the, the trailer short version of my childhood was basically when I was five, I started meditating my mom. God bless her. God bless her. Really. Brought me to a women's meditation group, started doing yoga, and the second I experienced it, I was like, I, you know, she says, I don't remember, like, oh my god, I feel like I've come home. Like she says to me at five, I said to her, like, what have I been missing my whole life? <laughs> like, finally, like, I, but I mean, I felt, I literally yeah. felt that way. Yeah. And so I would go to um, the Catskills, the Bajan Bell every summer of my childhood and throughout the year, but I would spend months at a time once I hit twelve, because eleven even, um, and would hang out with mystics, with witches, with gurus, with swamis, you know, that whole area, there's Tibetan Buddhist monks, there's, you know, and everyone was doing astrology then. So Mm. I just like learned, you know, and, and just absorbed, you know, all sorts of, so many different perspectives Mm. and, you know, as a mystic, as a priestess, I lead ritual for people. Um, I really, like I only share what I've experienced you know and like you two like you can't like that's the way of the feminine like don't put me in a box actually guess what there's no box so you know like i you know so so many times people say oh i've never heard that and it's like i think it's the blessing of having been around so many different astrologers and then so many different mediums and modalities and and then just teaching what feels right and true for me so i get that a lot i get that a lot what's your rising ambrosia do you know oh my rising
2: is leo (laughs) It makes so much sense. Well, what I was going to say real quick, because I I really want to hear what you have to say about Ambie being Leo, but I was going to say, it's so funny because I always, like when you said you've come in already having the dream and you're just trying to like yank everybody like to where you are, (laughs) I was like the most precocious little child who my parents would often look to for like insight. Like, what do you think about that? And like like they kind of look at me sometimes like who is this person and I I remember just being so impatient with everyone I just wanted everything to happen now I felt like I came in knowing something really big was gonna happen some really big I, I was gonna be a part of something something really big was gonna happen and I just could I just was like get with it get with it and because of that I think it led to a lot of people seeing me as like very idealistic, you know, like, well, why can't we just do it? My husband's always like, okay, we can, it's great to want to make this big change, but like, there's a process, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And so, um, so Said it's like re- a Taurus, your husband, the Taurus, the a perfect Taurus thing to say. Yep. exactly. <laughs> but it's interesting now that I feel like we're all real, like we're really right there after 35 years of my life, we're there. <laughs> And uh stuff's starting to happen and it's really, really just a just a truly wild experience to kind of like watch it unfold. Um, but anyways <laughs> so please share what you were gonna what about Ambi's rising and being Leo, because as soon as you said that's their soul, I was like, Oh, that makes so much
1: sense. <laughs> well, I wanna honor first the brilliance of what you said because you know this is the thing too about the soul sign your rising sign i call it your soul sign but it's called your rising sign when you look up your chart friends who are trying to find out their information i love mm-hmm. astro.com you know you need to know the time of your birth yeah. if you don't call your host- hospital you were born write the records in your state because you can find it that way if you still can't find it but you, you know um but you know your birthday which most people do you know, if you book a reading with me, I'll help. It's called chart rectification. And I can tell by other things in your chart and also your personality. We'll work together. And by your personality, you can piece it together because people's risings change every two to two and a half hours and they're very different flavors next to each other. So it, it can be figured out. However, if you know your birth time, your birthplace, and you're looking it up, you want to, it's, it usually um, says it as ASC. So it's also called your ascendant. So colloquially, everyone calls it your rising, but you want to, it'll say asc and if you look at a picture of your chart which is a big circle with all these Mm -hmm. symbols on it um it looks like a clock and just look for nine o'clock and wherever nine o'clock is whatever sign that's in you know whatever you know Mm -hmm. Libra, cancer yeah that's how you'll know so there's some different hacks it's actually how to find your rising sign you know and the moon sign will be a moon symbol And then your sun sign will be a circle it looks like a belly button with a dot in the center so that's how you can find it so the thing about your rising sign and and it's you know again this episode i'm I'm actually hoping to launch it tomorrow but we'll see within next week about your rising slash ascendant is that it's different from how people describe the sun sign aspect okay so there's there are going to be similarities but there's a different quality so just tie in a couple things because ambrose i think you said it and it's brilliant too like what you said is that the rising sign is a reflection of our bodies okay mm-hmm. and the, the this is how i think about it and I've, I've experienced i've never heard and no one taught me this but this is my own embodied experience of it and the reason it is to me is because think about it we're a soul who gets midwife into this world right and we just come out and so when we're young, we're so connected to our soul still. Yeah. So when you're a child, you're actually more like your rising sign than your sun sign. And a lot of parents come to that me and they're confused. So they're like, sense. My kid, does that make sense to you too? Yeah. Oh my God. And that yeah. was so helpful me- for me to learn about myself. It was so helpful to, to learn about the young people in my life. And also to parent my kids, as now two of them are moving into their egos. And it's like, whoa, like so many people like teenage years kick their, and you know, preteen kick the parent's Mm ass. And in my mind, astrology can be so helpful because if you know their moon sign, you know what's happening and how to parent them, how to meet their emotional internal needs. Then you learn their rising sign and it's like, oh, how I nurture them with their personality when they're little? And then how do I help midwife them through teen years to help support them realizing their ego sign, which is their son. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is that once you start becoming about 35, I'd say anywhere from someone Saturn return, which is 27 to 30. It varies Mm -hmm. for everyone. Everyone's heard about like the Saturn return and, That's a big deal.
2: I have one. I
1: remember it. I mean, the Saturn
2: return is what put me into my spiritual awakening. So, yeah,
1: Yeah. that's so beautiful. That happens to many people. And I like every time my Saturn return happens, the best things in life happen to me. Like, literally, I have look. So, people shouldn't fear their Saturn returns. Um, They can, they often are really hard work and they can be intense, but they also can be, um, they're really just pointing to what you're here to do. Mm -hmm. Saturn is just a big, like the principal of high school, come sit. If you come into the room and you're doing your shit, if you're doing your homework and you're following the rules, then your Saturn's return, especially if you know your what your theme is in your life. Like I look at people's dates and then I like we find the theme and then you just prepare like, oh, my Saturn return is coming up. Like for me personally, I have huge projects that come up and it has to do with work and expansion. I gave birth to both of my sons and Saturn dates. So I know, okay, I got to work. I got to labor. Mm-hmm. And then I birth and then it's like ecstasy. And so yeah. I you know, so again, another facet that's so helpful to know about Sad Return, where everyone here yeah. is sad return, is so bad. No, like knowing like don't we wanna know what our karmic lesson is in life?
0: Yeah. Like
1: what's our main karmic theme? If you don't know that, like you
2: need to figure that out. I feel like that it's Oh, I wanna figure that out. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's a- look. I feel like it's about being conscious, right? Being aware, it's like the years of your life that you're just like not aware of yourself as anything more than this human body, or like you said, your theme of your life or what you're really here to do. Then of course, when Saturn return comes around, it's probably going to be like a kick in the butt a little bit because if you're not conscious of what you're here to do, then you're probably not really doing it. And so it's going to be like a huge overhaul, which is what it was for me. I was doing something completely different and it was like I was just really not going down the right path. And it was very visceral and in my face because it had to be. What else? That was literally my spiritual awakening, which led me back to – the spiritual world, which is what I'm here to do. Right. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's so important because like, it's not just your Saturn return. It's knowing what energy your Saturn is in. Like I mentioned, if your Saturn's over the constellation of Libra, your Saturn return will reflect that energy for Mm -hmm. sure. And you'll that karmic theme, your big life's karmic lesson, a big arrow that points, this is what you're here to learn and go deep with and it can hurt and be hard but your life will shift if you do it, right? But also throughout your life, because like I have like an Aries moon, fiery. I have um, uh, Pisces rising, like I said, mystical lottery. And then I have a Libra, tons of planets in Libra, which is like relationships and all this stuff, right? But my Saturn is in Cancer and that's self-care. If you're have mm. Saturn in Cancer, the boundary, the arrow is self-care. So learning you know, being maternal with myself. So learning, if I don't do that, and I know this is like a theme of a lot of women, um, you know, in our society, the patriarchal, you know, uh, over culture that we're living in. But for me, particularly in people with Saturn, I had a man recently that I told this to, I was like, if you don't sell, take time for self-care, like, you will self-destruct. Like it's not like a little a, like self-care, self-care, everything. it's just like yeah. it's like <laughs> no, like if you don't, dr- you know, drink enough water, if you don't pack snacks everywhere, if you don't get enough sleep, right. like you your life will implode and he's like, "Oh, I did. I had a nervous breakdown. I went to I had to go on meds. I got a psychologist." And what did I learn? To pack snacks. Like, that's what I mean. It's extreme. So like different people knowing your Saturn period will help you. But your rising sign back to that is about, you know, how you are when you're little. And then usually after Saturn return, for sure, everyone, if you're 33, you know, Jesus age and older is that's your soul sign. And so what you're meant to do is start to go return to that. You start to become more like that. And so your body reflects your rising. So like I'm Pisces rising and that's the most sensitive sign. So just in the last few years, I've had more food sensitivities. I've Mm -hmm. had more psychic, you know, I've been with Ambrosia a few sessions, like down learning how to manage my psychic energies. Like that's the gift and the the challenges and the way of the Pisces rising. And so knowing that about myself, not shaming myself for my sensitivity, you know, um, my partner has an Aries rising. He nothing, he can eat anything, he can not sleep forever, he can drink 50 pounds of coffee, not that he does, but like nothing, <laughs> yeah. you know, at night, he can have one cup of coffee before bed. Like, well, it's because it's his constitution, you know? right So when we know our soul sign, it's like a north star. Wherever, whenever we're lost, whenever we have no idea what to do, you can just think of that and think of mm-hmm. the, the themes it embodies, and then it's a little different than the themes of the same sun sign. So mm-hmm. for example, like Leo, to, to go back to Ambrosia's mm-hmm. rising. So if you're a Leo son, okay, I have a beautiful son who's a Leo son. You know, he is meant to shine through his ego. He is here to be the actor on the stage, right? What's the beauty? What's the, the amazing thing about the actor? They act out all these scenarios so that we can feel what they're going through and work through our own interpersonal, psychological and spiritual stuff Mm -hmm. through them, showing us how to do it on the outside. So they're embodying speaking on that we're embodying on the outside for us. And then we get the benefit of working through it on the inside. Right? So Mm. that's like the Leo and they're meant to shine and they're meant to be loud and they're meant to be too loud sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the thing. And it's meant to be all about them. And that's their ego. And sometimes it has to be all about them. When it becomes your rising sign, then we have to look at, okay, it's the same energy, but how do we take that an octave up? Like for example, like the sign Venus, like Venus, is said to, like, Neptune, which is, you know, one person at the table is Venus. We all know Venus. We all love right. Her, right? Venus. But what's Neptune? People ask me. Well, it's like a, a higher octave of Venus. It's like a high, it's refinement and the finest music and the finest art. And it's like, you know, Lakshmi, if you know the yoga tradition, yeah. or, you know, um, Kuan Yin, if you know the Buddhist or the you know Asian tradition. It's such the, you know, most, like, refined um, aspects of art beauty, goodness and truth. So it's the same thing with the Leo. How do we, okay, so all the things I mentioned about Leo, how do you take all that up, you know, an octave? Okay, so how do I make it all about me? And how do I take it, you know, perform for the team, but do it in such a way that it elevates everyone because of my performance? Like, it's not just like, excuse me, I'm here to, have everyone work out their shit by watching me do this performance. It's a decent performance. It doesn't matter how good it is. But for you, it's like, how high level can I be that I inspire? Like I'm the muse, essentially, because I'm doing it for not just like an audience, like a tiny audience in like a community theater. Mm -hmm. I'm at the largest concert venue. Like I just went to a Coldplay concert where there's me, you know, I'm there, and I'm doing it for like a huge amount of people. Also, as a Leo soul rising, you're here to say things because it's a fixed energy. Every sign is either cardinal. I mentioned Aries, initiative, like we're here to start, you know, fire, start things. Um, so every sign is one of three qualities, if you will. Starter, a starter. Cancer start homes and family. Mm-hmm. Aries start projects. Um, Capricorns initiate things at work and Libras initiate things in relationships. So they're all cardinal signs. So we know if you have a lot of, you have a lot of cardinal um, Ambrosia with the Aries moon Yeah, in your Cancer, right? So yeah. you've got like a lot of starter energy in different realms, right? So you can know like, oh, she's a real starter, right? You've got double, double Taurus. Those are called fixed signs. So they're like, um, mar- there are what's it when you run a bit, the marathon? I just have a download, like when you've got a baton, a triathlon, long race, triathlon. Yeah, I just realized I have to plug my computer, in. excuse me. Um, a triathlon, um, sorry, hold on one second, my computer battery just flashed. So, yeah, like when you're running a triathlon, you're steadfast, you're for the endurance, you've got the long haul, so you're fixed, you know, <laughs> cardinal energy, often they start things but they really don't like to finish them. So they start lots of books, but they don't finish them. <laughs> I don't know if that's true for you, Ambrosa. They start yeah. lots of conversations. But 100%. You, they, <laughs> 100%. They, start, they like to kiss a lot of people, but then <laughs> they don't want to go home again. <laughs> Where the you- Taurus. They they're the you know they they hold things cuz there's you know they they're hot they're, ha- they're higher vibrations and then lower vibration of all of these energies. None of them are good bad, mm-hmm. but their tendencies and their aligned tendencies and less aligned tendencies. So that it's mm-hmm. important to call all of it out cuz that's how we yeah. know ourselves more fully and that's the yeah. whole point of being a mystic. is to know yeah. ourselves more fully so we can serve from the highest way. It-
2: it's just funny because you should you, – if you could take a peek inside of our working dynamic. These are conversations we've had like a million times of like, Amby is so good with the excitement of things and like the, let's do this, you know? And that's something like I really need to get going because right. I can be very – when we're talking about fixed, I can be kind of focused on. Well, we were just doing this, or like, what about that? Whatever.
0: We have to finish this project and yeah. I'm over it before we even started. And yeah. like, and we're moving on now. Yeah. we're done. But isn't it so helpful now to
1: hear this? Because it's yeah. like affirming. It's like, okay, I'm not a problem. I'm not right. broken. Right. Mm-hmm. So often, I think that you know one of the shadows of spirituality. Everybody talks about bypassing, and this is true, and I, I agree with this. But I think another shadow that has to be called out more that I, I don't recall, I don't really haven't heard anyone talk about this, is the idea that there's something in you that's broken, needs to be fixed, or is less than whole. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a notion in the yogic tradition, in my stream tantra which talks about, it says Om Purnatva. There's a, a, chat, a song, you know, and, and it's written in many ancient texts. And I always love it. And it refers to the full moon. And it's the idea, and what it says is that you are full like the moon. And you, we wouldn't dream of adding anything to a full moon, right? You don't look at a full moon and think, oh, God, could nature, like, just ramp this up? Could yeah. they, <laughs> can nature just get the different filter? We'll put the different, right? And you, it's true about you. So the process of our spirituality and even with our astrology, which is a signpost to remind us, it's not about really becoming more. We bloom when we shed thank mm, okay. you yeah. and this is again back to the divine Take off the
2: heavy coat
0: that's beautiful we bloom when we shed i love that
2: thank you that was such with. a good quote quote of the so episode.
1: like so like we are full and our astrology reminds me and that's why it's so affirming it's not mm. it's not telling us what to do it's like do you remember yeah. those books to choose your own adventure a b c d, d yeah. you know, it's like it's just affirming this is my nature so when i have conversation ambrosia is going to help excite us And that's her genius zone. And then I'm going to help us. I might hold her hand and help pull her through, right? As she pulls me into this. Someone's got to.
0: Right?
1: (laughs) And so we can just like laugh
0: at each other and we don't have to try to change each other so much.
1: Sure, we have to compromise.
0: What's interesting is like when do we, when we come out of alignment, so I'm going to put my business out there. I obviously, if anybody remembers, we've been going through a lot this last year, going through a divorce, coming out, all of that, right? And it threw me for such a loop that I had no ideas. I had no excitement. I had I had nothing to offer this partnership, right? And until probably the last month or so, I haven't really felt like myself and, until this last month. So I'm curious What's your thought other than trauma, because obviously trauma happens to everybody. But what happens on an astrological level when you get thrown so off like that that you're like, I know I can feel myself over here, but it's not here.
1: Yes. Yes. First of all, I honor, you know, what a time it's been for you. And, you know, really that your your vulnerability to share with your people, because the greatest teachers, you know, are able to do that. And I think that's more of a rare thing. And so you're really, you know, helping everyone by doing that. So goddess. Thank you. This is the divine feminine and, and letting yourself have that time. I would look at your chart to see what is the position of all the planets. What I would guess is that your are Pluto. So Pluto, I know Pluto very well. I have a very incredibly rare thing that when I found out my head almost imploded because I had had my chart read so many times my entire life. And no astrologer was brave enough to tell me that my Pluto was right next to my sun, which is a a really, really intense position. So like only when I started to officially study charts, my teacher was like, do you know you have have this and that's really fucking intense like it's Mm -hmm. really fucking crazy intense and she was like but it makes you like like incredibly powerful it makes you understand psychic and invisible energy and it makes you you know whatever different things and i was so grateful because it just helped orient me in so many ways especially because i have like all these plants in libra and this pisces and you know so i have all this like sweetness in my chart but then underneath, I have like, the I have Hades, like, yeah. with my ego, and I'm meant to like, shine, you know, light in dark places and go to dark places. And um, yeah, so anyway, so I would look at Pluto, because now I'm like, in, in love and obsessed with Pluto. And it's just helped me so much understand, because like, Pluto is your invisible power, and Pluto fucks shit up. And Pluto takes no prisoners. And yet when Pluto does that, if you let Pluto have you know his or her away with you, that energy of Pluto within yourself, you know, and that's what grief is, right? Mm-hmm. You can't like grief, the biggest teaching and, and Pluto is associated with grief in Hades, you know, the death underworld. And, you know, in the feminine, the, the archetype I know is Kali, you know, because that's yoga tradition with the blood on her face and her tongue out and the wrathful goddess right. that has a sword and it's just like kicking ass and just like death, death, death. And she's blood all over her face. Um, but she's considered the most beautiful goddess and the most wanted by her beloved Shiva, his name is, who's like the creator of the universe, because she's not afraid to, to he could have any goddess and he loves her mo- the most, he says, because she's, she'll fuck shit up. Because where your Pluto is, And what's happening, you know, with Pluto in relationship to your other, because Pluto is constantly traveling around like this, right? So where your Pluto is in relationship to say like your Venus, like your marriage and your love life, right? That will create an energy and a very strong impact. It's the planet that's the furthest out. They just, just, you know, discovered it. When Freud and psychoanalysis was birthed, when the atomic bomb and Einstein was, you know, discovering atomic energy the same year. So there are no accidents. So it's all right. about that kind of energy, the energy that fucks shit up and out of alignment, you know, it can create the worst, but in right. an alignment creates the most magnificent explosion. Mm. But like grief, we have to let it have our way with us. We cannot res- resist it, you know, and whenever it wants to come, we just have to be present with it. And that's another feminine thing. And I feel like our society, you know, we don't talk enough. So here I am with my son in Pluto, (laughs) shining light on grief. How is women, you know, how to grieve? Because we know how to be with waves, But society and the patriarchal structures and the overculture that we live in, you know, doesn't give us room to bleed. We don't have tents. We don't have time. My daughter has her period the other day. And like, she had to do all this stuff. And I said to her, cancel half of it. It's okay. Like in ancient times, women were allowed to rest. Yeah. And so, with your chart, I would look at where is Pluto because it's there's something about like the distraction I'm sensing, and this is partly you know my intuition. Mm-hmm. The other planet you would look at is Uranus. Uranus is shock, surprises. They can be good surprises. They can be it's it's shocking energy. It's electricity. Uranus, you know, was um, discovered during the French Revolution and, and the American near the American Revolution. So it has to do with oh like, wow. Revolution, it's associated with Aquarius. Pluto's associated with Scorpio. So each planet has like a, you know, supporting actor that like holds its arm down the red carpet. (laughs) Um, But I would look at those two positions in your chart. Um, Oh, I'm definitely
0: getting a reading from you. 100%. This is happening.
1: But you know, I think that like when we go through challenging times, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like you know, that's why the astrology can be so helpful. And as women, there's not always something to figure out. Like we have to figure out how to take care of the kids and how to take care of the businesses and how, right. Right. And it's just so beautiful how you two are relationship together, because there are other times where we just have to hold each other as women and be like, when the waves come, I'll hold you. I'm a surfer. You know, when I get up 50%, (laughs) that's I'm, I'm, I'm rocking it. Like if I'm up 50% and I think of that all the time when I'm getting pummeled, I surf and almost every time I surf, it's all men. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I
1: just like, let that be a teaching for me, Mm -hmm. but that we just have to let those waves come and we get pummeled Mm -hmm. and just remember that it's our practices that will float to shore because every time I get washed in the water and pummeled and it's strong, like it's, it kicks your ass when waves are like eight feet, Mm -hmm. but it's, to me, that's an embodied practice. I just like, I'm under and I'm swirling and my body's like, you know, in, between, you know, going in circles and my board's flying everywhere. And I just go. And and if I fight it,
0: it's yeah. the worst
1: I, I hit. I, you know, something gets tangled around me and the board hits my head. But if I just go, you know, and I just, there's the wave. I didn't catch it. And it's like, go right. I wait, then, then that's how you get to shore. Yeah.
0: Mm, what a beautiful analogy, because it's so true. That's like what, that's what grief feels like to me, is this idea of not finding the surface, of not knowing where the surface is, knowing that it's there, knowing that it's it's right around you, but I can't quite pick out where the surface is. And someone said to me, which I thought was beautiful, you're doing actions that are causing you to pile things on top of you, not find the surface. Mm-hmm. And I was like okay, that's fair. You know, like that's, that's a good point. And I think that with divorce and things like that, there is, it's definitely grief because your brain processes divorce the same way it processes death. Totally. But there is a level of shame in the aspect of it didn't work out and I got what I wanted, so I should be happy. I got the thing that I wanted was to leave. I should be happy, but I'm not because this person that I really thought I was gonna spend the rest of my life with is gone. And it doesn't mean that I want the person back. It just means that now I have to find the surface in a different way than I thought I would. Yeah, yeah, that's so, so um, eloquently
1: put. And I think like, you know, just from my perspective, I mean, I can talk about astrologically, but like you're saying, you're piling things on. And I think, yeah, of course you are, because as women, that's what we're taught to do, right? right? We've got, I mean, you're a mama of all these babies. So you have to, you know, pile on schedules and get structures in place. But, you know, then we're taught, oh, we're not, you know, good enough. I mean, we don't look good enough. We don't speak well enough. We're not smart. You know, all that crazy Mm -hmm. indoctrination. So the answer, there must be like, something to put on, because if we get smaller, if we get, you know, smaller clothes, we'll look better. If we get, right. if we just make ourselves smaller, you know, and put stuff on us, the makeup the this and that. And I'm not saying all that those things can be great, you know, when they make us feel bigger. Right. Yeah. But I think as women, we have to ask ourselves if we're putting on stuff and we feel more contracted for putting on schedules and appointments and all these things. Do we feel expanded or do we feel contracted? Our nature Mm -hmm. is to expand. So when I'm in hard times, and I mean, this, the last two years have kicked my ass, you know that Mm
0: -hmm. really
1: one of the biggest times in a lot of ways, just because of like many, many different things. And one of the wisdoms. That has come to me through this time is that sense of, right, if I'm feeling contracted, my nature is to expand. And so, like I'm in the water, I'm going to actually open myself up and expand.
2: Mm-hmm. If the
1: things I'm putting on help me feel expansive, just like, you know, some people, my, be- my best friend wears tons of makeup. She looks fucking amazing. She's expansive. I don't wear any. Because that yeah. makes me feel expensive, right? So it's like, I think as, as people, and then as women, and then when we're suffering, really paying attention to that can help us. Mm. But with your chart, I would certainly look at Pluto, you know, your invisible power, because that's death. You know, Pluto's death. And even right now, interestingly enough, in time-space reality, like the sun is opposite Pluto right now. And the sun is opposite Mercury. So the beginning of the week, Monday and Tuesday, there's this position So it helps the communication and helps the speaking. That's why I pitched this date, you know, to speak with you all. It amplifies that because the sun is shining light into our voice. Mm -hmm. However, Pluto is also opposite the sun, so the energy of Going deep, destruction, going into the underbelly, going to underworld of things. But to me, and I have Pluto my son, so I've learned it's about being a detective. It's about not being afraid to say the unspeakable that other people won't talk about.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's a, it, and it's also about going so deeply down into ourselves and our truth, discovering what all those shadow places are, and then coming back with the gold and you're a leo rising so you're feeling you know it sounds like what i heard is a little lost Mm
2: -hmm. so go
1: to your rising leo okay leo is gold it's gold is associated with leo right so how do i go so deep into those dark places and then totally surrender just totally let go like when persephone you know in the the mythology she goes with hades and everybody's scared and freaking out and you know, he takes her and the earth opens up. She's with her mother and sister. just like gardening and life is good and everything's rosy and she's had the easiest, most bourgeois entitled life of, you've ever heard of. Then the earth opens up because Hades wants her, he comes. And when Hades comes for you, poof, earth goes out from your feet. She gets yeah. sucked in, she goes with him for six months and everyone's freaking out like she's been abducted. Everyone thinks she's dead. And then she rises up. Many of your people will know this. And she's like this most majestic queen sovereign, covered like a Klimt painting in gold. She's got gold. Mm-hmm. And it represents that part of ourselves that when we go deeply down, act like a detective, go through all the dark, stuck places, you know, all through our shit, which you've totally done, figure out what we want, and then mourn and let it all go and just be with that hardness and the darkness and the dirt and the muck and the sticky and the smell, you know, smelly dirt is and the worms and all that shit and not fight, the earth then lifts us up and we have gold to give, you know? And mm. as a and as a Leo rising, yeah, that's exactly it. Like uh, you're like, it's that ISIS energy of the gold, just like the snakes around the arm, the gold. And that's, you're here just to, to do that work. And Leo mm. rising is also here. Like I mentioned like Leo's, you know, and fire energy in general is blunt. They're fixed. So there's the cardinal energies that like to start things. I mentioned those. There's Taurus, which we talked about. You got us and you're two Taurus. Yeah. And um, other fixed signs are um, Taurus. And then you've got Scorpio. So Scorpio is fixed as well. There's the, you know, they're the long haul kind of like endurance runners that can it's really like hold projects. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you've got the Leo, you've got the, um, the Taurus, and then you've got, um, what I'm thinking, um, mutable. Then the next category is mutable. So those are the Virgo energy and the Pisces energy. And you've got the Sagittarius; They're all mutable. So they're flexible. You know, they're chameleon-like They're When they go into a crowd, they can work a room, lots of different, like, blend with lots of people, that kind of energy. Yeah. And so knowing that can be helpful. Like if you have your moon in on one sign, it's one thing, but then the sun in another sign it's something else, but they're both fixed. You can know, "Oh, I can be really stubborn because that's the flip side of fixed. They're great at seeing projects through, they're steady, they're reliable. They can be stubborn as fuck. They're stubborn, yeah. stubborn, stubborn." stubborn. That is true. The mutable energies can be, you know, they're so chameleon-like. They can be flexible, change, you know, changeable. Gemini is another mutable but then they can be not dependable
2: mm. and too
1: so changeable that they so you can't true. pin them down, you know. So and so with the fixed fire Leo, to close that conversation out, they're specific to Leo as a soul sign. They can be really blunt. And so it's being blunt as a sun sign. If you're really, you're just going to be blunt and sometimes yeah. you're going to annoy people. OK, mm-hmm. and that's just the way it is. But as a soul, what's the higher octave? It's being blunt in order to wake people up. That's mm. what you're here to do. So anytime you're blunt, anytime you piss someone off, it's asking myself, okay, did that piss them off because I, I'm waking them up and that's my intention? Or did that piss them off because I'm being insensitive? I'm being yeah. egocentric. That's the, that's the soul version of the
0: I love that. That's such a beautiful reflection, both like business and personally. Thank you. That was
2: if if that was beautiful. Yeah, go ahead, jump in. I on. was just gonna say, and I feel like you definitely do that. Like when you <laughs> yeah. get fired up, but no, yeah. it's 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 in it's it's to wake people up. Like when you get fired up, I mean like 99% of the time, when you get fired up, like especially on the podcast or something you get fired up because of something important and because of something that you really believe in and because of something that you have a lot of fire about. And when you get fired up and you put it out there, like people do pay attention. Like they they get fired up with you because um, I think it it really stands out. So, I mean, I think you do that for sure.
1: Yeah, well, Thank she's you. got a moon in fire and a rising in fire. So another way, like there's so many lenses to look at the astrology. Yeah. Earth, water, fire. You've got the four elements. So one really like basic, because I like to make it practical for people, right? And I want people to like leave with a party favor, like the moon ball last time and not be like, yes. oh, okay, all that, right? And that's what I try to do with my podcast. And I have a membership, like just practical, yes. actual, tangible things you can embody and integrate this into your life, right? Yes. So um, one thing you can do is you can find out your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising. Even just two of those could be helpful, okay? But three would be ideal. And then look at the element associated with them. So this can be a party favor, okay? So for example, Ambrosia, you have two fire. Your moon is in Aries and your rising is in Leo. They're Mm -hmm. both of those are associated with fire. Easy to look up, I can say a little bit at the end, which ones are fire, you know, and the other um, elements. So, but then her sun sign is in Cancer, and so that's water, right? Mm-hmm. So what she can think about is, okay, does this feel true for me? That's the number one thing. Does this feel true? Am I fiery? Am I passionate? Am I lighting people up? Does that feel true for you? We-
0: Mm-hmm. I think yes. we all,
1: I think all of us, thousands of people are going to go, <laughs> yes, we all, but the question is, do you? Cause that's what yes. I always say, like, don't take my word for it to all my students and client, coaching clients and clients. Don't take my word for it. Is it true? Try it. Yeah. Is it? I don't, you know, like I, it's so important, right? So that's, you know, you ask the client or ask yourself, do I feel very, fiery? and if the answer is not so much, then that's beautiful because that's a breadcrumb and that becomes a, you know, the spiritual breadcrumb to start to journal, contemplate, and simply pay attention to what in a day makes me feel fired up? What makes mm. me feel sparky? What makes me feel passionate? And be like a detective, be your own spiritual Sherlock Holmes. And, and throughout a day, one day, what, make, what makes me feel lit up? Yeah. And if you pay attention, oh, it was that butterfly that I saw. Or, oh, it was that screensaver that had, you know, a mountain on it and I realized I need to travel, you know, often it's very subtle, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not feeling that fire mm-hmm. now, you, you know, and it sounds like maybe for you right now, sweetheart, it, it could be that this practice, you like me, you're not feeling so fire, mm-hmm. or maybe you are, you know, you that's your contemplation. And then the other thing is, okay, my son is in water. Water is about domesticity and taking care of my emotional body. Am I tending to? my emotional needs? And am I feeling my emotional needs? Am I honoring my sensitivities? Right. Okay. So it's, there you go. So then it becomes, okay, my full-time job, other than your huge two full-time jobs of your community, this podcast, and then your children. But then it's like top priority becomes what allows me and is ho- what, what makes me feel put simplistically. So it might be, you need to go watch like a movie that makes you cry. Or go to an mm-hmm. art museum and see your favorite artist that elicits emotions to you, you know, so that you can dip into, you know, obviously, but I'll say it, taking baths, drinking more water, you know, embodying the elements is one of the greatest medicines. If you're missing some earth, and if, you, if you've got earth energy in your chart, you know, and you're needing you know, feet, as you all know, get those ions, take your socks off, walk around the feet in the grass. If you live in an urban jungle, make, you know, get a shoebox, pour sand and stick your feet in there. There's all the ways to do it. Hmm. Find your gatekeeper tree in your city park and touch that tree. Yeah. If it's air, listen to poetry, write poetry, read books, word medicine, listen to more of our podcasts word medicine right so you can look at those three aspects of the chart and be like am i living my am i living those elements and if the answer is yes fabulous keep going because that's the thing if you are you know like with the aries moon now i'm like okay today what are all the things i'm gonna you know passions and today's all passion whenever i can get it in so i'm gonna work on that so
2: Thank you so much Kilkenny we could literally talk to you probably yeah for days. you are so amazing Oh
1: <laughs> well you too I feel the same way about it. I love being here and I love your community you've got such a fabulous really mindful and interesting comments and just people are so engaged there's so many platforms these days and you really have such a high caliber um, in the way of engagement and thoughtfulness and interesting community. So I love I love being here with you all. And I, I just honor all the community because I think that's a rare thing. There are a lot of communities out there, but one's as engaged and high vibe as yours, I think is more oh. of a rare thing.
2: Thank we, you. We, we feel love the them. same. Yeah, we love yeah. our community so much. And um, just thank you for all the support that you offer them. And in, in that vein, how can people, if people are like, all right, I need a session with Kilkenny um, or I just uh-huh. need more from Kilkenny, w- yeah. tell them how they can find your podcast and tell them how they can book a session with you or work
1: Amazing. With amazing. So you can go to modernmystic.love. It's modernmystic.love. And I do coaching work where I use the astrological blueprint, your, your natal chart, and launch the one-on-one work from there. You know, I read tarot cards psychic medium, all sorts of things. So some people like to stay strict to chart, you know, and we work twice a month and we unpack your chart and I give you embodied practices and homework, so to speak, that you can elect to do or not. But it's an invitation and we work that way towards, you know, becoming your most aligned highest self. And so that's modern mystic.love. And there also you can book a straight up astrology chart reading, And I have an amazing membership. Um, I love my platform. It's relatively new, but what I do is I drip content every month. So I'm a yoga teacher, you know, physically, um, alignment based. And I have all level classes. I offer meditation classes on that platform. And then I offer this thing that's the most popular, which has blown my mind, which are called Mystic Hacks. So it's an elegant platform. And, you know, they're just tabs, drop downs, and people love these short videos. Where they're like 10 to 15 minutes and they're all about managing energy, developing, you know, one psychic ability, spirit guides, all sorts of stuff, a lot of, you know, breath work and to go into those Plutonian inner realms and develop that. And then also on there, I have a strat like I have a button for astrology, and every month I drip, you know, a little little video about the astrology so people can learn in bite sized chunks as well as tarot, cause I'm a tarot reader. And so I, I teach people tarot and I find that teaching people astrology who want to learn slowly, like through my membership, they just get like a little bit every month and people love that. Um, you know, it makes it
0: a lot more accessible. So
1: modernmystic.love and I've got a podcast, Modern Mystic. So you can check that okay. and out. And it's such all- a
0: great podcast, honestly, if, if you're looking for another podcast that really has practical application, kill podcast is amazing thank
2: and, you and we will put the link uh we will put her link in the show notes so if you're interested in any of the things she just mentioned just go to the show notes and you can click the link um and uh yeah get connected because obviously Kilkenny is just such a just you're just you're such an example of someone who's just doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing and it's so fascinating to hear you talk and just be in your presence and so you know you We'll have to have you back on the podcast soon, Um, maybe when I'm on maternity leave or something like that, which is coming up very soon. Um, We'd love
1: that. Give you a forecast. Yeah. Totally. I just encourage everyone, just to, you know, find out if one thing, if you're, if you're like overwhelmed, find out your moon sign, you know, Mm. and that will tell you how to take care of yourself today.
2: Mm. Like I
1: said, it's Aries moon. So if you're in this time, space, reality, move your body.
2: Mm. Move, move your body your body, move your body.
1: thank you K- kilkenny body. so much <laughs> thank you so much it's just the most delightful to be here and love you and your community and just so love much respect and gratitude
2: same to you and thank you everyone for watching on facebook and thank you everyone for listening until next time keep on blooming bye everybody bye